Howdy, and welcome to another episode of the Texas Private School Podcast. As usual, I am one-third of your hosting crew, Wes Tolleson. I'm joined by the other two-thirds, Walker Lott and Ryan Troyer, my good friends. And we've actually been doing a lot recently. Um, there's been a lot on our plate. If you follow us on Twitter, which you should, we have you'll see that we have been all over the place um, interviewing schools, giving out awards, and getting some really good content there. I know we've already posted several interviews up to this point, but be on the lookout for more as we've hit what, Walker, like roughly 20? Yeah, I think in total it's at 20 now, and I think, you know, that's that's the start of it. I mean, we have a lot more planned to do throughout the summer. Houston, Austin, uh, you know, Tyler area, and even if, like, you know, we're not going to probably drive up to Midland and all that, but we still want to get them on for an interview, probably do a Zoom call, something like that, to at least go talk to those guys. But, um, yeah, trying to get, make our rounds for sure. No, for sure. And we've gotten a ton of engagement off of everything what we've been doing with this. We've gotten a ton of good feedback. And, you know, it all goes back to the point that we love getting as much exposure for private school kids as possible. This is something that I know we all wish that we had when we were in private school. So it's cool to have a resource that really – you know, exemplifies what private school kids are doing and getting them more spotlight than they already get. So that's something that we're really excited to see. But in terms of today's episode, we actually released on Twitter and Instagram a couple weeks ago. We asked, um, what are some of the best stadiums in private school and what are some of the biggest rivalries, which is something people always love to talk about because, you know, rivalry is kind of a hot button topic. It's, it's where people's emotions get really into play. And it's really, really interesting to see how those things play out. But we will get to rivalries later. We're actually going to start with the best stadiums. Thank you for everyone that submitted. And I'll read off the submissions first, and then we're going to hit on what we like and what we think we can talk about. So jumping right into it, the stadiums we saw submitted were the uh, iconic blue turf of Parish Episcopal, Grace Preps Basketball Gym, which has seen a lot of wins over the years, Midland Christians Field and Gym, Lubbock Christians Basketball Gym, the entire campus of the Brook Hill School, which I attended for several years, and I can tell you it's very, very impressive, um, Dallas Christians Football Field, Cornerstone in San Antonio, the Southwest Christian Dual Sport Field, Nolan Catholics Field, and Grapevine Faiths Field. So a lot of these schools come from the Metroplex, and that's some, an area that both of you guys are more familiar in. So, Walker, I'll turn to you first. Um, what do you like on this list, and what do you think really stands out in terms of stadiums? So, I mean, for me, I'm just going to go down the list as well. You know, Parish Episcopal, that blue turf is, I think, something really, really special. You know, everyone loves to play on it. It's crazy because my freshman year, that was the first game I ever played, was on that blue turf at Parish, my, uh, first starting as a freshman. And I got, oh, they, they killed me. But um, it was so much fun to play on that. You know, I, I have good memories of like, you know, and I feel like everyone, like at least once, if you're up in the Metroplex and you can, I feel like you totally should and try to get on that turf. It's a great place. Um, Grace Prep, you know, Grace Prep was, was always a smaller school and they always, I, I remember when they played basketball at like a, like a local, like another like a venue and stuff, but they started, they just got the gym, what, a couple years back? And man. I mean, I think every single event, like public school, private school, anyone, if you have a, like a basketball tournament, volleyball, anything, they try to play there because that's one of the nicest gyms in the Metroplex. It's insane. Uh, if you, you, you can totally go catch a game there for any school you travel if you're in the Metroplex. Go. It's a great place to be. Um, Midland. I mean, I've played at Midland both in the basketball and their uh, football field. I mean, it's nice. I mean, you walk up and you're like, oh, wow, like this, this place is 
it's insane. I mean, it looks like a small, you know, division three college already as a high school in Midland. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. Um, the turf's really nice. The out, like the, how it's laid out, everything where it's just cement and like all around with the stadiums, it's, it's just beautiful. And then inside the, like, it's kind of like a, I guess, I don't even know how to say it, like a kind of horseshoe type stadium. Um, I remember when we played them and like when they had the Vans, the, I think it's Daniel Van Zandt. No, I think Joseph's the one that just graduated. But when Daniel Van Zandt was there, when I was in high school, he like was one of their big time players. And I remember like it was packed when we played at Midland. And that's like one of the probably the loudest stadiums I've ever been in that gym at Midland. So, I mean, it's always rocking over there. It's a great place, great atmosphere, a uh, great stadium for sure. And then going to the one in San Antonio, San Antonio Cornerstone is probably one of the, the nicest campuses I've ever been on. I mean, it's just beautiful. And it like has that like a mountainous backdrop and then the stadium's just boom right there. And it's beautiful. Um, everything about that place is, it's probably one of the nicest campuses I've ever been to. So shout out to them that, you know, the John Cooper school, I've all my tours. I'm just talking about the schools. I was John Cooper school is beautiful. I mean, wow. Um, Kincaid down there in uh, Houston. That's really, really pretty. That campus. Um, I can't remember others. Um, but those like ones stood out to particular, particular to me. Um, shouting out my own school. I think the dual sport field of baseball and football in one same field at Southwest Christian is one of the coolest things in the state. I mean, you don't really see that. It's like the Oakland athletics back in the day for the, how they did it. Um, that, you know, that dual sport. And I think it's really, really cool how they do it. And, you know, we got a new turf, what, a couple years ago. And it's also, um, it's Nike grind. So it's like, it's like when you're running on the field, it's colored turf. It's not just that black turf. So it's like, it's, I'm mean, if you ever been there, go look at it. It's really, really cool. So I didn't realize when I read dual sport field, that means y'all play football and basketball. I mean, football and baseball on the same field. Yes. It will be on the screen for sure. But you, have to, yeah, you have to look, look, I, up need, I need to look it up. You'll look it up. Okay. If I'm going to give my little opinion here, when we played soccer on that field, it was okay. It's, it's, it's hard to recognize. Like for me, like I, I watched the, I watched the baseball game there and like the soccer game there. And yeah. it's, it's crazy. Like, I, I think the field is cool and all, but I mean, do, do y'all just not have enough room or whatever? Like how, no. how high? Well, how high? okay. So we, that was, it's been like that since when I was like, when I was a young, like young guy, I mean, we did that when I was like in preschool, I think we still had it like that. And then we got turf when I was in elementary school. And then we had that turf for like all my middle school years. And then my high school, we got the new Nike grind turf. But I mean, I think it's just like how it is, you know, I think they have plans to do stuff down the road, but I mean, that's, it's, it's just always how it's been. I think it's cool. I, we had like a max preps article of one of like the weird, like the, one of the coolest stadiums ever. I think I had to find that article, but like, I believe like, it's really, really cool, honestly. And yes, it is confusing, but at the same time, especially when you're playing like football and stuff, like they, the lines are all there and it's always really cool. So yeah, I'm looking, y'all kind of went mini viral on Reddit. That's actually how I found this. All the comments are hilarious, but really? yeah, this is actually like, really this it's, I've never seen anything like that before. I didn't know that existed. I'll actually, next time I'm around in the Fort Worth area, I really want to look and like, see how that actually works like practically. Cause that'd be really interesting to watch. Yeah. It's, it's that free when you can't you can barely hit a home run dead center over there but i mean that thing is it's massive um but it's really it's really really cool um 
I like the whole I like that whole like area. Like you have you have the football, you have the football and you have the baseball field that are like connected. And then you there's a parking lot and then you have the basketball like it's weird because it's like two floors and like it goes underground and then like, you know, whatever. And it's like the whole thing in there. And then you have this massive lake that just sits. Yeah. we Yeah. Shout out the lake. You know, I'll do that. Shout out the lake. Benbrook Lake represent um, right on right on the lake. It's really cool. I'll give you that. I think it's one of the coolest, most beautiful campuses in the Fort Worth area and probably the state. I mean, Having all this stuff you have and ride on the lake where, like, you can just, like, go chill out there, like, whenever. It's really, really cool. Um, And then my other Fort Worth, you know, Nolan Catholic, I think, has a really cool stadium. You know, you go down that hill and that little, like, I don't know, like, valley is that stadium with the, like, you know, the stadiums on the one side that I think is just one of the coolest things. It's also kind of near a lake as well. So, I mean, me and Ryan were debating before the pod started whether that was a lake or a big pond. Basically, it was a small lake or a big pond. So, I mean, if if anyone from Nolan has any, like, guidance on that, I'd be happy to hear it. But, yeah, it's it's, it's a really nice area. There's definitely a name for that. There's, like, a name of, like, they named that little pond or lake or whatever. They're like, yeah, that's our special lake. But, no, it looks looks pretty. I like it. Uh, I I even like the valley, like, central, like, because you have – if you look at the photo that's probably on screen, you can see the press box is like super far away. It's on top of that little hill. They then have like a wall. The bleachers come down here, the fields here, and then they have another set of bleachers on this side. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's pretty interesting. So I'm on Google Maps at the moment, or Apple Maps, sorry. And it's, you know, the stadium itself. And then it's called White Lake. So it is officially a lake. That's, uh, that's that's not a lake. If it's a lake, it's a lake. All it's, right, it's a big pond. I think, <laughs> that thing can't be more than like four acres big. Um, and then for me, you know, playing for in high school, I think Grapevine Faith's like facilities of the football field and the gym together, I think, is really really nice. It is kind of weird, like we were talking about earlier, where like it's kind of separated, where you have to kind of walk from campus to campus. But I do think it is really nice. I think that Ford Field, I believe, that's what it's called. Um, I think it's really really nice. So. No, for sure. I'll vouch for the stadiums I've been to on this list by which I can count as one, two, three, four. So starting with Parrish, I played at Parrish my senior year. And uh, I remember less of what the field looks like and how and more how badly they beat us because they were just otherworldly. I mean, they were they were they were like the best team in division one and we were like an average team in division two and they smacked us around. But the blue turf was cool because no one else in private school has that. I'm going to be honest, I, I hate Boise State's turf. I'm not a big fan of blue turf in general. However, it, I don't know. In, in private, in high school, you can kind of get away with it. It's different. As a college football fan, hating Boise State, I think that's just like not allowed. I mean, it's I don't know. It's just it's something about the blue turf makes my eyes want to bleed. I can't help it. But I'm not that saying Paris' turf is bad. I'm just saying it, it, I, it. they can get away with it in high school. But in college, I'm not a big fan. Um, in terms of Midland Christian, it's kind of the same thing as Parrish. The facilities were cool. I played there in a playoff game my junior year. But yet again, I just remember anytime you got the reward for sneaking into the playoffs whenever Midland was in D2 was always a six or seven hour bus ride out to Midland to get beat by 40 and then the drive back. I mean, it's literally anyone that plays in D2 private school when when uh, when Midland did knows that's exactly how it goes. But their facilities were cool and it was cool to look around. Um, in terms of Brook Hill, like I mentioned, I went to Brook Hill for probably like five or six years, and uh, their facilities are really nice. And don't get me wrong, I graduated from Grace, 
Um, there's a big part of me that despises almost everything Brook Hill does just because that's what's been ingrained into me. However, I can't take away from their campus and their facilities. Um, on par, it's either them or All Saints and Tyler. And I think Brook Hill has, it might have a small edge just with the boarding school and everything else that they have there, which is really nice. And now we come to Dallas Christian's field, aptly named Wheeler Field, which I, I'm going to have a little more to say about this. And here's the thing. I understand that we have a lot of Dallas Christian fans that probably make up the majority of this audience. And I've said a lot of good things about your school. I think you're a great program. I hate your field. I don't like it at all. Why are the sidelines three feet away from the stands? Why is it so compact? Why is, okay, when you're looking towards the school, why is this weird little area between the football field and the school? It's just, it, it's something I really don't like. Maybe it's just because I never won at Wheeler Field. That could be why I'm harboring resentment. However, it's just literally, if you're running out of bounds and somebody hits you, you immediately have a concussion. Your head's going to hit the, the, the bleachers as hard as possible because there's no room. I mean, every one of the sidelines is packed in like sardines. It's just, it's not a fun place to play. Maybe because I always lose there, but it literally, it's, it's just not a fun place to be. I'm not a big fan of it. I'm probably going to see a lot of comments calling me an idiot and whatnot for not liking Wheeler Field. However, I, I needed to get, I've been waiting to get this out for a really long time. Not a big fan of it. Shout out Dallas Christian. Great program. I hate your field. I will agree with you that it is, those sidelines are tight. I remember playing them my sophomore year and I just remember like, and then like, I will say like, I think it's kind of cool, but like, yeah, when like facing, I guess like that parking lot to the South where it has those like blue lines on the side. That's, that is kind of, it's kind of weird, but I think it's also kind of cool. So like to each their own at the same time. Yeah. What I will say is a redeeming factor really quick. Um, we, I think we played the first game on their new turf, my junior year. I love y'all's turf. Y'all's turf is really, really nice. And that's fun to play on. They it's have, just, they it's just everything now? about your, uh, do what? They have turf now? They should. They got, I'm 99% sure that they got. No, turf. they had turf. Uh, I'm guessing you did. Okay, I played their, I yeah, I played their, yeah, my no, sophomore it, year. It, so that makes we sense. We played the first game without my junior year and it was really, really nice. But it's just everything else about your stadium I hate. I can't help it. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say this because I was, I'm probably the one that's been there most recently. Yes. I'm the most. Recently. I'm guessing so. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So I remember when I went for the playoff game. I, I just, you, you come down th that section from the parking lot, by the way, I had to park four miles away because apparently everyone in Mesquite comes to these games. Yeah. So I parked four miles away. I then walked down this entire section. There's then this like this little brick area that has like the locker rooms and like this whole thing. It's like a giant, like a uh, half circle. And then mm -hmm. you finally get to the field and then there's the entire side of Dallas Christian. And then you have their wayside, but the sidelines are so packed. I did want to say, though, which I totally forgot when I was going through this. I, although I, you know, don't like uh, the memories I have in that gym, the Dallas Christian gym, uh, it's like yeah. a giant, like, uh, you have the stands on one side, the gym, and then you just have a massive wall. And it's what's called. It's nice. And I like the concourse that goes up above so you can like watch up above. I like that too. But I always liked how big it was on one side and how you could you could structure the two student sections on each side and do all that kind of stuff. I always liked that part because that was cool. But yeah, I don't have a lot of good memories there when I play basketball. Uh, I will agree with you on that because I think the state, the gym, I think I remember playing there my, I forgot, freshman year for basketball. I didn't play, but I was there watching the varsity team and like that. I think that was really cool. But I will say this. Yes, the, the field is weird, but I will say the atmosphere always at that school is, you know, second to none. I wanted to go back up to 
uh, Parrish because I like I like that field. I also was going to talk about their baseball field is blue. That is true. It their football and baseball field are both blue. So they play on turf too in baseball. Yeah. Yep. It's a blue turf. Mm. You can look it up. Uh, and then Grace Prep. I was just there about, I'm going to say a year and a half ago. I like the gym a lot. It's got pretty good lighting and all that kind of stuff for like my videography stuff, which I liked. But uh, I like the gym. It's it, it's a, it's kind of like a nice, really modern, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, this like the, like the scoreboard or whatever is really modern. Um, Midland Christian, I was going to talk about this. Midland Christian is my number one basketball or like or, or stadium in all of taps, in my opinion. It's the biggest one out of all of them. And it's like you, you're it's like you said, a horseshoe, right? It's like a horseshoe. And it, it the reason why it's so loud is because you just have yelling coming from three sides of the stadium. Yeah, it's and insane. so you're. You're like, what is happening? But I, Midland Christian football fields, it's always been nice and stuff. I remember when we had to scrimmage them in football, like the guys would always like, liked how big it was. Um, and then Brook Hill campus, I'll always say this Brook Hill's campus is super nice. It's gorgeous. It's probably because it's a boarding school, but it's just so like insanely nice. I played soccer there my sophomore year. I, I really liked that. It was, it's just, it was an overall nice field. Wheeler Field, we just talked about. Um, and then yeah, we already talked about Southwest Christian Field, but uh, the Nolan Catholic, I liked, I really liked how that 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 valley shape, whatever thing. And then Grapevine Faith, I was gonna talk about their gym because their gym is super super nice, and I like how the lighting is in there too because it's just so bright, and I like how nice the court is. Like the court is just super nice too. Um, their entire facility, you walk in that gym or the outside of that gym as you walk into their school, because everything is just super like modern and super nice. I've always liked that. Um, and I've always liked the fact how, like, you know, just their entire, they just, they fit in well. They fit in well in that area. Although it is two sides of the campus and all that kind of stuff, I've always liked Grapevine's campus. I was just scrolling through Twitter of all the schools I've been to, and I was just looking at them. You know, Brett, like, I'm talking, like, maybe not stadium-wise, but, like, field-wise, I think, you know, Brass's Christian right, right around here was really nice. Um, like, you know, they just talked about they just got a new turf, and, it, like, I mean, it looks really nice. I mean, like, really, really nice. Um, I'm just going through my thing. You know, okay. Argyle Liberty is probably one of the, also the, one of the nicest campuses up in, like, have you ever been to Argyle Liberty? I'm guessing no, because both, yeah. So Argyle Liberty is probably one of the nicest, like, campuses in general. I mean, it's just beautiful. I mean, you roll up and you're like, wow. And the facilities are amazing, all of that. Um, I haven't been on their actual field. I think the regional track meet for D2 was there this year. I think I was, yeah, I definitely think I was there. So if that's where it was, the facilities are really, really nice there. Yeah. I think that's really nice. I don't, I've never played on their field, so I've never seen it in person, but, um, another one, McKinney camp, McKinney Christian. So McKinney Christian, you know, shout out to these guys. I'll talk about them for a second because they never get talked about. Um, their stadium is like a circle. Like, it's like a circle, like, you know, have they all, like, they're really nice areas. They really are improving. And then they have 50 acres of land just behind it. And, like, they have, foot, like, they have really nice baseball, football, and it's all grass, really nice grass. I mean, it's it's well kept. And they're, they're talking about, like, you know, improving all of that. I, th- I think that's one of the most beautiful campuses. And you can go from their top of the building, just look over everything. Oh, my gosh. That's really nice. Um, another one, Covenant Christian. You know, it's it's not really a lot, but I think the stadium, like the field, is really really nice. Um, TCA Addison up in North Dallas, that's really nice. That that was always one I remember. I think we my freshman year we did a seven on seven there for the state seven on seven meet for taps, so that was really nice. 
Um, but I think that's really it for me. Just like on the top of my head. You just uh, said Covenant Christian. I was going to comment on that. I, I Not that I like it. I actually hate it. Um, the Covenant Christian basketball arena, it's it's so small. I will give like, you that. Yeah. It's so small. It's this giant like circle like looking thing. And then they have these pillars that go up in the sides. And it is so weird. Look at I gotta we gotta pull the picture. It is so weird. I will give you that. That was the first time I've like as remember when we played Covenant, I never played there, but like um yeah, you walk in and you're like against the wall type of thing. Like there's no really oh, place for stands and stuff. So I will give him that. I'm trying to figure but, out where like I can't even I can't even figure out where it is. Covenant Christian, uh Dallas basketball or something like that. I'm trying to figure it out. Holy, yeah, you it, can't even I can't even find it online, but it's since we're all venting, just out of curiosity, what is the least favorite stadium y'all have played in? Okay, there are some schools like that don't even have a stadium, you know? So I can't really say that. Because, like, like I remember my freshman year, I played Cormdeo at some school. I played Pantigo at Arlington, Arlington High. I played Grace Prep at South Grand Prairie, so I don't really count those. Um, I, th- I think, too, the Trinity Christian was really bad. Like their, their field is yeah. just yeah that's probably my lowest uh I, i'll have to I, I feel bad for putting a tyler school on on blast but uh but bishop gorman's field is is uh, it's i don't want to call it trash but that grass if it rains god forbid it rains but it, oh, it's yeah. just ruined it's it's an absolute slog fest oh. i'll give you yeah i'll go to one and then yeah then ryan you can go one of the ones I hate is one of our like our rivals is Trinity Valley just up down up just up the road. So what they do, their field is like a hump. So it's not flat. It's more like it goes down like over time. So like um like for our senior year we played them at their turf. Like remember our senior year, Wes, every almost every day it rained. Every Friday. Oh, night. oh yeah, trust me, I remember. Right? So we played there one of those pouring down games and you were literally on the sidelines because it's all like, it's all runs to the side. You're just standing in water basically on the sideline. And so it's like that. I, I hope they need, they get the need. They need to get turf. I mean, just being real. I think that's one of the, like, it's just awful to play in. To be honest. I was trying to be a receiver that year, every Friday it rained and trying to catch in the rain every Friday. It was horrible. I had to snap the ball every day. That's a good point. And I had a cast on the whole a lot time. more than I did. <laughs> That's awful. It was horrendous. Um, you know, I, Legacy also has a, your your school has a nice field. The, too. the field the field is nice, and I even like the gym a little bit. The gym's kind of small, but I I like the gym. Uh, the field the field is cool. I, I we we have like uh like just kind of like a cool like where the gym leads straight into the field house, which I always liked. But yeah, there's really it's kind of just average if I'm being completely honest. It's it's, it's just pretty cool. Um, what I was gonna hate on, which I totally forgot, is uh is the, the Prince of Peace one. If you want to talk about pillars that go through the, the, the actual stadium, they have these pillars that just go through their basketball arena and they just go straight down in the middle of the arena. Like, ah, I, I, if you've never been there, you won't know, but they have, they have one side, which is just like, which is just have one section of the fans and the other side of the other section of fans. And they just have pillars that go right down in between, uh, right in front of the student sections to hold stability of the entire arena because or like the, like the gym, because it just doesn't like, it's weird. If you haven't, if you play there, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but also their court is trash and all that kind of stuff. And their locker rooms are small, uh, but that's just me venting on Prince of Peace. But uh, I mean, that's oh. fair. We all have things we didn't go on. 
Yeah. Number one stadium that uh, Legacy ever played in is the Star. The, oh, yeah. Oh, y'all played yeah. Pizza Piece at the Star, that. didn't y'all? We get to play at the Star every year. So that is – that's our little thing. So technically, we have a better stadium than everybody else in TAPS if we're going to be yeah. completely honest. So for time's sake, I'm actually – unless we have anything else we want to talk about know, with that's, campuses. That's pretty good. Uh, I'm going to move us on to the rivalries. Now, there are a lot here. Y'all did well and submitted a lot. I don't know if we're going to have time to talk about all of them, but I will read out every submission. And like like the stadiums, we will go back and hit on things we find interesting. So starting here, we have probably the two most uh, frequent submissions, Dallas Christian versus Fort Worth Christian, then Grace versus Brook Hill, which I definitely will have some words on in a little bit. Um, then the Holy Bowl, which is Holy Cross versus Central Catholic at the Alamo Stadium. Then Central Catholic versus Antonian Prep. Cypress Christian versus Legacy Prep. Covenant versus Lake Country. Austin St. Stevens versus Austin State Andrews. St. Mark's versus the Episcopal School of Dallas. Fort Bend versus Houston Second Baptist. Fort Bend versus LSA. Regents versus Mike's. Lubbock Christian versus Trinity Christian Lubbock. Hallsville, Sacred Heart versus Shiner St. Paul, which they're only 15 miles apart, and they usually meet uh, late in the playoffs, which always makes for a really fun atmosphere. And then Ryan's favorite, Frisco Legacy versus Prince of Peace. Then the Battle of Fort Worth, which is All Saints versus Nolan Catholic. Trinity Valley versus Southwest Christian, which I'm sure Walker will have some words on. Grapevine versus Fort Worth Christian or Southwest Christian, kind of the Battle of Fort Worth schools. Um, yeah, Trinity Valley versus Fort Worth Country Day. And then I will have to say a little bit about East Texas Christian Academy versus King's Academy, which is a six-man rivalry. Sadly, ETCA actually does not exist anymore. But at the end of the show, I'll come back to that and give you all some of the lore behind that. That's some of the some of, that's like football I watched from the Twilight Zone. I'll have to walk or I'll send you a clip you need to put in when we're talking about this. But <laughs> I'm so ready for that. But Walker, I'll turn to you first. Um, there's a lot to talk about on this list, but what do you want to, I'll let you hone in on the Fort Worth Christian or the Fort Worth schools first and talk about kind of the culture of that rivalry and how all those schools and decently close proximity play into each so, other. So, okay. It, yeah. I, I was going to go down the line because I knew some of it, but I'll start with the Fort Worth, Fort Worth schools. Um, the Battle of Fort Worth is the two, you know, two big ones in Fort Worth is All Saints and Nolan Catholic. Nolan Catholic, I think, has smoked them, I guess. They, they had a comeback win, I think, last year, but I think they've won four straight or something like that. But, I mean, all, like, that's because, they like, because basically All Saints and Fort Worth Nolan Catholic are the two best teams, public or private, in the Fort Worth area, that's a really good matchup every year. Um, you know, Nolan Catholic has won over the past couple years. But, you know, for the two big ones in Fort Worth, it's always them two. And then, you know, more recently, Trinity Valley versus Fort Worth Country Day, the Battle of Brian Irvin, has always been a big one for those guys. Um, just knowing people from the school and all that, it's a very, very serious matchup they always have over there. Um, you know, uh, they have the trophy every year. It's it's because they're both SPC schools, all of that. They play each other once a year. And somehow, like, they always make it far in the playoffs. They, they always face each other. And then, But, you know, that's always a big matchup. And then for my school, Trinity Valley versus Howells Christian, back when I was in elementary school and middle school, it was called the Roses Bowl because we had um, we had a family, like a family friend, I believe, that was sponsored, like, that owned the Roses near both of us. And so every game, whoever won got to go to Roses, and it was, like, a really good time, and you couldn't go afterwards. And so, like, it had a trophy, all that jazz. And then what my, my freshman year or sophomore year, 
they stopped it for some reason. Like, I guess, like, the, like, the student council people stopped it. And then I brought it back. No. The people before me brought it back. And then I kept it going. And I got, I got the trophy. I actually, so I was student body president my senior year. So I kept it going. And I actually made, got the trophy that it is now that created. And I got it all done. And so, like, the trophy that is passed between two schools, I actually got done. So, shout out to me. You're welcome. Y'all's too. But it's now called the Dog Bowl. And, like, you know, when you go, you give, like, stuff to Animal uh, animal Hope, the dog shelter, and all that. So, and that gets now towards a charity if you do it. But it's really cool. Um, you know, that's – I honestly, probably Trinity Valley thinks the 4th Country Day one is bigger than that one. But just speaking truthfully. And then always, like, the Grapevine – Grapevine Faith versus Fort Worth Christian because of how our district was always set up every year. Those two always fought for the district championship, um, for football at least. So, those ones always battled it out every year. I mean – that's all that mattered. Um, because you think about it, when I was a freshman and sophomore, fourth Christian wanted my freshman year and then Faith wanted my sophomore year. So they were always two powerhouses every single year. And then, you know, Cedar Hill and Christian came in. That's not, that's whatever. But um, those were always the big powerhouses in that our district. And I think Southwest Christian never saw them as a really, I, like I always loved playing them. And I also kind of hated playing them at the same time because I really did not like those schools. Um, but it was not really for football. We were not really a true rival. I think that was for that. But I think for other sports like baseball, basketball, Dallas Christian's always been a good rival for those schools. So that's another big one. Let's talk about the big one then. Dallas Christian versus Fourth Christian is probably the most historic rivalry in all of private school. Because I think when Taps was founded, those were the one one of the first founding teams. So they played each other every single year. Um, it's been like it's just been how it is. They play each other once a year. And it's like one of the biggest games ever. I mean, that's the right. That's probably the rivalry in the Metroplex for private school. I mean, just being real because they were the one of the founding people and all of that. Um, it, it's always a good game. And then like you, like I said earlier, the fields at both places is always like really, really live. I mean, it's crazy over there when that game happens. I think it's absolutely um, a historic matchup. And it's also, it's also recently. Um, all of that, uh, going to that one, looking into the Holy Bowl, I was at the, whatever, Holy Cross campus and they said they don't even play each other anymore. But historically this, those two schools, Holy Cross and San Antonio Central Catholic played at the Alamo Bowl and it was 10,000 people. Everyone showed up and it was insane. I mean, that was the, one of the biggest rivalries ever, but they haven't played each other in a couple years because one's lower and one's higher in the division stuff. So looking at it now, I think Central Catholic and Antonian Prep over there, I, because they're both 6A schools, they play each other, and that's more of the rivalry in San Antonio for the bigger schools. Um, I forgot the Holy Cross one. Holy Cross plays a lot of other schools around there, but those two are the big ones. Um, Covenant Lake Country, I mean, you can just go on social media and see how much these guys like really, because a lot of them are friends with each other, but at the same time, there's a lot of like attitude against each other. Um because they always match up each other in like the late in the playoffs for each run for baseball, basketball, football, all of them, they play each other. And I think that rivalry is going to stick. And it's a very active one on social media as well. So always tune in for that. Um, St. Mark's versus ESD, Episcopal School of Dallas. That's always a big one. I mean, those schools, like every sport, football, basketball, lacrosse, all those, they're very, very like big time over there in Dallas. You know, I even know about it and I've never even been to the, or been to those schools and known about those schools. Um, but that's really it for me. I think I'm just going through them all that. Um, 
I think one of like underrated one I think is you know Houston Second Baptist and Regents in Division Two always somehow making it out of the South and having to play each other. I think that's always a big one. Um, but uh, the Shawner St. Paul versus Hallettsville Sacred Heart, I think just you know the the social media attention they got and like you know that was one of the bigger ones we got requested just because um like because like you said. You know, they always meet later in the playoffs. They're 15 miles apart. It's a true rivalry in those small towns, small towns over there where, you know, that that football is all they have. So, I mean, those two are always big time rivals over there. So shout out to them. But um, that's really it. You know, Lubbock Christian versus Trinity Christian Lubbock. I mean, I don't really know much about it, but I mean, it's expected to be in only two probably public private schools and Lubbock. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for me. So. All right, Ryan, give us a give us a speed run of what you like on this list and what you can talk about. All right, so I'm going to go straight up with Dallas Christian and Forward Christian. I obviously think that that's probably just the fact that, you know, yeah, they make up both sides in the Metroplex. There's always going to be that rivalry there. Um, and, you know, they've all they both been, like, good at sports. They've both been, like, I, I would say they're probably the same uh, – the same like level of of uh you know sports the past couple of years um i know grace and brooklyn will go into but i obviously already think that's going to be the battle of tyler uh and then lubbock christian versus trinity christian lubbock i honestly think that 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 has to be really big i mean it's it's like it's lubbock like it's like it's it's the biggest thing in lubbock that probably occurs uh when it comes to private school sports i mean i bang that game is you know because like Think about how far they have to travel for all their games. And that one's just right down the street every single time, right? So yeah. that's something to think about. Um, and then obviously I'll talk about Lacey and Pop. Lacey and Pop has been the, you know, has been the uh the rivalry in my entire years of high school. And now it has finally transitioned into more of a legacy versus grapevine. Uh, you know, because or you know, because just that's just how it's been. I mean, we we we've put up a lot more competition against Grapevine and Pop is I think they're dropping to Division three or four A these next couple of years in sports. So um, I think that's what you kind of have to realize is that Pop's kind of falling off the board. Um, but yeah, no Pop Pop and Lacey always used to be the battle. Obviously, we used to play them in the Star uh, every year as our as the you know the Eagle, whatever we want to call it, the Eagle game, whatever we called it. Um, but yeah, that that was always fun. Um, and there was just so much energy and there's so many times where the rivalry has just been so high between uh, us two teams. Um, and I've gotten myself in a little bit of trouble some of those times, but you know what? I think everybody has, it's just, you know, everybody has the, their hatred for their rivals. And I think rival, my rival has always been pop. Yeah, so. Absolutely. I think for, like looking back at it, I think right now for Southwest Christian, I think it's fourth Christian. I mean, we beat them. We beat them out of baseball in the regionals. We beat them out in football in the regionals. And there's a lot of like I remember from even back in the day when I played them. I mean, there was a lot of like, that's okay. Being real, that school is probably one of the most people who talk trash of all time. But like, it is what it is. Um, but I think oh, that's, I'll have a counter to that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, that's a. I mean, for how good the, the success they've had, they they can talk the talk and walk the walk. So good for them. Um, but yeah, I think now nowadays, I think Fourth Christian is probably our biggest rival in private school for us. But yeah, I just wanted to add that because it was very, very, I was very happy when I saw Tyson Flowers and the rest of my Southwest Christian team beat Fourth Christian in the regionals, and I was it was very, very exciting. So for going sure. to you, and I'll take the uh, the people that talk trash into a transition into 
I'll, I'll just take the Tyler rivalries because we talked about everything else enough. And I don't think a lot of people outside Tyler know the dynamic of all the schools and how they interact and how that contributes to a rivalry. So Tyler, obviously it's in East Texas. It's kind of a, it's between a small town and a city. It's about a hundred thousand people. There's four division two or when I was in high school, there were four division two private schools. Um, Bishop Gorman and all saints have dropped down lower but it was Grace, Brook Hill, Bishop Gorman, and All Saints. And the thing is, all these kids, um, like their families work with each other. They might have gone to school with all these kids at one point. Everyone, everyone knows everyone from all these schools, and they're small enough. That contributes to a very, very intense rivalry because, you know, half the time, you know, you're dating someone that goes to this school or you know, your ex goes to that school, or there's like a lot of things like your sister's best friend's boyfriend goes to that school, and you got to beat him, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of beef going on at all times. But I did say I'd have a counter to Fort Worth being the school that talks the most trash, because Brookhill does that a lot. Um, and again, I'm not I'm not demeaning Brookhill. I'm just I'm stating facts. Brookhill has had one of um, I don't want to say they don't have a lot of control over their program, but they let the the leash is very long. If you've ever played basketball at Brook Hills Gym, you've watched it or you've watched football. There's a lot of jawing that goes on. And I think that's that's a strategy they use to try to get in people's heads. I remember my senior year, it worked. I mean, I remember my my receivers coach had to pull me aside like right before the game. He's like, what are you doing? Why are you letting all these kids jawing like completely throw you off? And it did. So they do that well. But it's just the intensity that some of these rivalries have, I think, could rival any um, any rivalry in the state. You know, it's a really, really cool, intense dynamic. But in terms of like the actual numbers, I will say um, in my time at Grace, we went nine and one against the other Tyler school against the other Tyler school. So I really don't I, I can't field any arguments from other people on Grace being worse than those schools when I was there because we were simply better and we dominated Tyler. However, Grace and Brookhill specifically, uh, since 2012, Grace is six and three against Brookhill. So, you know, we've we've won more than they've won, but they haven't gotten shut out. So it's been a decent rivalry. But to speak to how this has been brewing for a long time, it got so bad that for probably three or four years before 2012, Grace and Brookhill didn't play because I think Grace pulled out of it because some of the stuff that was going on in the field was so was almost reaching levels of dangerous and that they thought people were going to get hurt because of fighting and stuff. So that's like that's that's how intense these games get. So, you know, if you ever have a chance to come down and watch a Brookhill versus Grace game, I highly recommend it because because of pure entertainment value. I think it's some of the best games that you'll see, at least in taps. But I have been saving this for the closer. And I watched each of your individual reactions when I posted this link. <laughs> we, we now close with East Texas Christian Academy versus King's Academy. Now, I got I to gotta put on my storytelling hat a little bit. So ETCA and King's were both six-man programs. ETCA only had a football program for two years, and then the school shut down. But that's 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 a different that's a different story. They were in a lot of debt. It was a whole mess. Uh, King's Academy still exists, but watching this game played was like watching two ugly people in a staring contest. Nobody won, and it wasn't pretty to watch. Um, I linked the video that both of y'all just watched. Walker, I want you somehow to put this video in when I'm talking about it. I just want y'all to like look and understand how horrible the tackling is in this clip. 
I mean, it's it, it borderline makes me want to throw up. But I will say watching East Texas Christian Academy versus King's Academy play six-man football is probably some of the most fun I have ever had watching sports just because it's, it's kind of the whole concept of it was so bad. It was amazing. Yeah. And I still – I have a bunch of friends that graduated from ETCA that I still talk to, and we still talk about watching those games all the time. It's just – it, I can't I can't come up with enough analogies to describe it. it. It was absolutely hilarious, but it was really enjoyable. So if you ever get a chance to watch really, really low level six man football, I highly, highly recommend it. By the way, just for my friends that are going to watch uh, Kings Academy beat ETCA both years and ETCA won two game. No, they won one game in two years of football. So I don't want to hear anything from them. But, you know, again, if you ever get a chance to watch six man football, especially low level, do it for sure. I will agree with you on that. Like even like for the, I'll, I'll do this. The six man, like UIL games that are played at Cowboy stadium, you know, for those first few games, absolutely so much fun to watch. Um, go check them out for the state championships for sure. When, when that rolls around. No, it's electric. I mean, but oh. that's, that's a different, those are good six man teams. The bad ones are almost even more fun to watch because nobody can tackle and it's literally just score, 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 score. It's hilarious. Well, I was gonna say, have y'all 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 had to have seen some of those documentaries about those UIL six A teams? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, six, uh, six man teams, yeah, not six A teams, six man teams, because literally they they just it's just it's just like insane how much the entire city drives to uh, yeah. the what's it called to Arlington for those games. And it's just, it's so much fun. I love all those kind of stories. And I think uh, getting to cover, I mean, I, I cover eight-man football in Oklahoma um, uh, for uh, a city called Coil uh, that has 300 people in it. So, uh, you know, I think I've been there. I think I understand just how how crazy some of those games are to the point where, the you know, the atmosphere with that. But that's all I got to say. No, a dream of mine is I've driven to Lubbock a couple times uh, this year. And every time I take Highway 6 West, I drive past a ton of little small schools that I know for sure play six-man football. My dream is one day when I get old, I want to just take each Friday and go watch a different six-man game in a te- in a town that has no more than 500 people in it. I think I could do that for like the last like 20 years of my life and die happy. I don't think there's anything I'd rather do just because I love, I love going to those small towns and watching football culture, you know, towns like Salina and stuff like that. It's just, it's so fun for me to watch, but you know, it's just, it, that, that is definitely a dream of mine. And like I said, if you get a chance to go watch six-man football, do it. You will not regret it. I agree. So, so for y'all, like, what do you think is the best rivalry in private school? Like, I think for me, Dallas Christian versus fourth Christian is probably number one. But for what is y'all's thing? It depends on if we're going off of quality of teams or the amount of hate that exists between the two teams. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, Grace and Brookhill, are, they're both decent, but they're not upper echelon D2 teams. They're not – they're good, but they're not D.C. level. They're not Regents level quite yet. However, like I said, I think you'll be hard-pressed to find two teams that dislike each other more than Grace and Brookhill. I agree. That's a good point. So, I think those – I think those two are probably the one and two in the state. I think there's no – there's no disregarding that. And with the fact that every single person that was, like, kind of responded, except for some of the other ones, but, like, there's – if you wanted a real number, I would say seventy-five percent of the responses we got were those were those two those two yeah. games, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's just kind of after. And then going to the other one, what do y'all think is the best stadium and like gym in the state of Texas for private school? Like, if you had to get your one, I mean, for gym wise, I would probably put 
I'd probably say Midland. I think that's the number one gym in the state. I think the atmosphere there is always electric. For field-wise, I low-key want to say mine because I think it's very, very unique. I think it's between us, like, just being the atmosphere. And I think the atmosphere at SCS has grown so much more since I've been there for high school. But the atmosphere and the field and everything about that, I think mine or I think just the Parish Blue Turf is just legendary. So I think one of two. Well, I'll tell you what it's not is DC, but I'll let Ryan pick his favorite. Cause again, I I'm just a little podunk kid from Tyler. I don't, I don't get out in the big city of DFW a lot. And I don't have a lot of knowledge, firsthand experience, but Ryan, I'll let you, I'll let you say what you think is the nicest stadium at times. So I, although I've never been to these two schools, I still like the, I, I've watched live streams of the Midland games of like the basketball games. I think those Midland, the, I, I like the Midland gym. I really do. And I really wish I would have gotten to see it during my high school time, but I think I'll go see it eventually. Um, but Midland's gym is my top gym. Um, not to discredit Grace Prep, that's probably my number two, um, yeah. if I'm being honest. But best field, I like Nolan Catholic's field. I think that's kind of a cool, cool thing. Not you know the parish field is insanely cool with the blue turf and all that kind of stuff. But Nolan Catholic, I like how pretty it is, and I like the whole uh, you know the background of it and all that kind of stuff, and how there's the the press box on the top of the hill. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, for sure. And we actually now have interviews with Dallas First Baptist and Parish um, that Walker got to conduct. So without further ado, we'll transition into that. And welcome back to the Texas Private School Podcast. I'm here at Dallas First Baptist, you know, other side of Dallas. You know, I drove far away here to get here, but, you know, it's a great time here with Josh Little, Jose, Josue, Josue, Jose <laughs> Preza, and then Amon Frini. Uh, thank you all for coming on. Mm, and no we're just going to be talking a little bit. Um, just let's just do this, you know, talk about your campus first. You know, it's a great little campus over here on the other side of Dallas. Uh, you can go down the line, just talk about how long you've been here and, you know, just talk about your school in general. So I transferred my, uh, coming into my senior year and I was here for summer workouts and then all of the season. And it was pretty cool. It was pretty different coming from a big, uh, 5A school and coming here, like everyone knows everybody. And it's just like a, like a homey type of feel. Absolutely. Um, uh, my name's Josue. I've been here for two years. I transferred going into my junior year. Um, I've known First Baptist for quite a while, uh, came in, and like he said, it's you just know everyone. So, I mean, I love it. It was great. You can go after that. Uh, um, my name is Amon Freeney. I came going into my sophomore year. I've been around for like two years. Uh, the campus, it was, yeah, it was different coming from like big schools. and uh, Yeah, just everybody know everybody. It's, it's different. Absolutely. Do y'all like that difference? You know, is it something that y'all like? Because I think, you know, for me in college, you know, I went from class of like, what is it? 75 to yeah. one of the biggest colleges in the nation. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's yeah. like, and then everyone's like, how do you do, do that? And, you know, there's a lot of people from my school that don't go to college, like a big campus. Cause you know, they like that, uh, whatever small school feel. Yeah. Uh, do y'all like going from like the big five, eight, like you said, to going down to this or how's that? Yeah, feel? it was kind of cool. Cause like, I mean, it was a class of like 600 people and then going to a class like 20. Absolutely. And then, but I mean, everybody's parents, everybody's games, everybody's like cheering everybody on. It's just like, they, they, you know, they can support you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, y'all agree with that? Like, yeah. Like that? yeah. All right. So uh, let's talk about last season. Uh, you know, we'll go y'all's two, and you can add on, of course, because it is your senior season. Mm-hmm. Talk about last season. You know, highs, lows. What you just overall think? Mm, it was really high until the semifinals. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we, were on, we were on the road to state and just couldn't finish it out. 
you know, y'all y'all play Bishop Riker, correct? On that, yes. Because yeah. you know they that was that's a that was a pretty good team team there yeah. down in Waco. You know, had that one dude that running back Eli. Uh, yeah. Uh, how was it? You know, at least making a long playoff run. You know, that must have been exciting for yeah. sure. Yeah, it yeah. was fun. It was fun winning, but yeah, we wanted yeah. to stay. That, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, tasting yeah, your mouth yeah. Still there. What do you think? Yeah, um, I mean, I think it was just a huge turnaround just from my junior year, just going from right like winning two games to making it to the semifinals. I think Absolutely. it was just a huge turnaround for the program. So Yeah. You have yeah. anything else to add on that? Oh yeah, I just uh I just liked it because like nobody ever thought like we'd be in the state semifinals. Right. Yeah. Just everybody always counted us out and we just end up pushing through. Yeah. Uh so how for how was it having these two guys uh, as the senior leaders? You know, was it pretty cool to have those guys there? Yeah, mo- most overall it was hilarious. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh so both of y'all went from, you know, both of y'all went from like 5A big time schools and then transferred in here. Uh, you know, you probably had a school you're going to before you came to your freshman yeah. year. Uh, how how do you think Division Four football is different? I mean, of course, it's going to be different, right? But how do you think the like, because I just went and interviewed the people from Brian Brazos Christian like a week ago, mm-hmm. right? And they talked about, you know, they were on the other side of the bracket and they talked about, you know, yes, you don't have the, you know, it's not the same like big time guys as like a 6A public school, right? Right. Yeah. But you still have the competitiveness there and all of that. Do y'all agree with that or what yeah. do you, what do yeah, you think? Sure. Yeah, I think it's just in, in the end, like, like I remember just going into first round of playoffs last year, like it's still that Texas football field. There's just something different about it. Like regardless of what division, it's still right. big time. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's crazy because I think like me and my buddy were talking, I said this on the last episode, but whatever, uh, like you can find in any level of football, like anywhere you can still find dudes oh, you can yeah. still yeah. find athletes, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I think it's just finding those guys and all of that. Uh, let's talk about the school for a little bit and this coaching staff, you know, talk about, you know, coach and just how these guys are, you know, where, how influential were y'all, you know, coming here and all of that. Uh, coach Rob really, he he knows what he's talking about. And right. you can tell he knows what he's talking about. Lavorne, he knows what he's talking yeah. about. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we have coach in the room right now, just making sure we're doing all right. So, you know, he kinda had to say that, but um talk about your coach. I mean Um well he, he was my quarterback coach, so I mean definitely it was he was always uh breathing down my neck. But right. I mean it was at the end I learned so much and I can't wait to just like take that knowledge and go on to Texas Wesleyan. Absolutely. What about yeah, you? Uh, just the same, like Coach Rob and Coach LaVorne, they always just want me to like, uh, perform to like the best of my ability, uh, want, want me to reach like my full potential. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to talk about you for a bit, a little bit, okay? So you went kind of off this year, didn't you? Yeah. Um, I mean, technically both of y'all, because we were y'all were both up for Offensive Player of the Year in Division Four for us. You know, how was it having a guy like that to throw it to you? And just talk about your senior year, man. Thousand yards receiving—that's yeah. pretty big. Well, not a lot of people know this, but I haven't played football. I have played, this was my first real season playing. Football. Really? Yeah, I played basketball, and then I wasn't good at it. So <laughs> I switched to football, and I ended up being all right at it. And so, what made you actually like want to play football this year? Like, um, I thought that I could go to college for it. Right. And I mean, I was right. Yeah, you were right. <laughs> yeah. So. So you have you just like you kind of just played like here and there and then finally this year I you're just in, like I played in middle school and I mean everybody plays in middle school right right high school I didn't play and then my uh, sophomore spring I played at uh, I, I went to spring ball right and my first uh, my first rep I went against the varsity DB and I caught a one handed pass on him right and then after that I started and then I came here and then this is my real that's, season 
actually insane because like so i was like when i was doing the like the end like going and studying like for figuring out who we wanted to pick it right and like i was i went through like film i went through like tw- twitter and i went through your twitter and you went to like one like you know just work out in the off season mm-hmm. you had like uh, videos from that i went it looked like you've been playing for a couple of years now yeah. like that's that, that's and in, that's actually insane i didn't that's insane wow yeah. So what made you want to change it? Just because you want to play college ball, or did yeah. this guy tell you, "Hey, get over here and let's play," or what? Mm, no, just I want to play college <laughs> ball, and th- he. So same thing, yeah. talk about that. So how was this recruiting process for you then? Uh, it it was, must have been exciting. Yeah, it was. It was like when college coaches started calling. It was really cool. It was different. Like, right. I didn't think it was going to happen, but it did. Right. So uh, you ended up at ECU. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. So how, how are you excited to get over there? And oh all yeah, that? I'm really excited. The coaches, uh, we talk all the time, and there's a really good coaching staff down there, and I really like it. That's awesome. You know, I honestly think looking at your frame, you know, what is it, six four ish, six six two, six two. I want to give you six four, but never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I honestly think that because, like, with your size, your athleticism, like. And I remember, like, one of the pictures we always use for things that freaking, what is it, jumping up, catching it behind yeah. your head. Like, that's actually, that's crazy, man. Um, I honestly thought you were probably one of the best receivers in the state, regardless of classification. And I just, like, I've seen a lot of dudes, and I was really, really impressed with you. So I just wanted to say that. Uh, talk about you. Texas Westland, congrats. Yes, thank you. So how was that recruiting process for you? It was it was different. It was it was long. You know, I didn't grew, get recruited as much as I right. thought I would. But, I mean, I'm definitely happy that I was given an opportunity. Yeah, for sure. absolutely. I think Texas Westland is a great place. Uh, talk about, is that was COVID a hard part to deal with that at all? Yeah. For both of y'all. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but, you know, I just, I was happy I had something to fall back on because I got it the year previous. But, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, how was your year? Highs, lows? What do you think? Um, I mean, it was just nice just going into each game, having this guy by me. You know, I, was, I, felt, I felt real confident, you know, uh, having one of the best, like you said, one of the best, if not the best receiver in the state. Uh, one of the lows was just, you know, early on I had injured my ankle. Mm-hmm. I sprained it. So just dealing with that, the first three hard games of the season. But, you know, I always had him to rely on. So and, and my offensive line did their best for me. So I'm proud of them. They yeah. did well. Uh, let's talk about you now. Okay. So you had a pretty good year this year, I'm guessing, right? So just talk about your year as well. Highs, lows, all that. Uh, well, I had, a, uh, I had a good defensive year, better than offensive. Uh, mm-hmm. I managed to uh, help the defense out a lot, moving from uh, corner to safety, moving around from safety to corner, uh, just filling in spots where – you know, other DBs can step in. I play, I had good offensive reps too, but uh, just like this year, I'm uh, focusing on like working on my uh, offensive game better, like more than my defensive game. So yeah. What do you like more, safety corner? What do you like? You uh, like being locked down? Uh, yeah, I like I like corner better. Yeah, you like locking somebody down? Yeah, that's what I like to hear. So what do you what do you play on offense then? Uh, offense, um, to be on my ATH, I can play it all. I literally have played everything offense. Yeah, uh, yeah. Do you like him? Do you like having that guy? Oh yeah, on it's that? fun just watch, handing the uh, handing him off the ball and just see him just move, just break the finish. Absolutely. So let's talk about you know you have a couple more years left of your high school career. You know yeah. these guys are done so whatever. But uh, <laughs> talk about you, man. Are you excited for your next couple years? You know having to step up and actually be that upperclassman now. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm just excited because. Uh, Literally, like I'm, I'm probably like one of the only skilled players that's that's really coming back. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of our skilled players are seniors and and juniors, so uh, I'm really, I'm just ready to step up and just uh, do whatever just to help the team out. Absolutely. Uh, let me look at my list. I have other stuff. Uh, oh, I like always like this question. And then, coach, you can come over and come sit next to me. We can talk for a second. Uh, 
let's talk, you know, I always, whatever, one of the reasons we do this is, you know, the highlight guys, like I said. What are some guys you can get on the line and go to, go across? What is a guy or two that you really like that doesn't really get the recognition he deserves on this team that you'd want to highlight? That's not in this room. You can give it a second and think about it. Uh, you know, I forgot what was it. Uh, we had a defensive player, uh, oh, yeah. a nominee, uh, Josh Jack, po- uh, Jack, yeah, Josh Jack, Pope. Yeah, Josh Pope. Yeah, talk about him for a little bit because he was a pretty good player, and you know, I know he had a great year for y'all. He's a true leader. Like yes. he, he wants everyone to be better than yes. before he himself is. Right. So he's like one of those guys that you can rely on. Like if someone's down, he's gonna pick them up. Right. Mm-hmm. He, uh, that he's a really good athlete too. Awesome. You have anyone else? Um, I'm gonna have to agree with him. Just, just. I mean, I mean, I don't know, but uh, his body transformation from freshman to this year. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's crazy, phenomenal. Right. I mean, uh, we always give him a hard time about it. He's now like wearing like those uh, yeah, those muscle shirts yeah, now yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, but I mean, I mean, he just works. That's all he is. He's a he's a hardworking man, and you know, um, you know, I really wish he could have gone on to play somewhere. He definitely had the ability to. So awesome, yeah. uh, coach. You want to come over here for a second? Let's talk about these guys, you know, having these two seniors around. That's pretty cool. Uh, talk about them, man. You know, having a guy like this on the outside always. Yeah. Just talk about your seniors. Yeah. This guy, Josh, was, I mean, even when people knew we're going to him, they put a safety over the top. They There were sometimes we stopped film in our quarterfinal game. The next day we're watching it, and I showed Josh, like, we ran the ball, I don't know how many times in that quarterfinal game against Sacred Heart. But I showed Josh, look at this. You pause it. They got a corner press up on him, a safety over the top, a linebacker out. They were going to make sure that Josh Little did not beat him. Well, Josh Little beat him by them covering him right. with three guys, and we were able to run it. Josue ran the ball well. A couple of our other running backs ran the ball well. So he had a great attitude about even that, and he knew. He understands the game. He knew, okay, if I'm going to take three guys, I'm helping the team win. Absolutely. They put one guy on him he's going to score. Yep. So, I mean, it was it was nice. Anytime we're looking, all right, he's, they don't have a safety over the top, let's go. go. Yes, and go. he would take it. Uh, I've got a friend of mine that actually did our play-by-play. We live-streamed the games. And he was saying, I mean, in taps, probably the best yards-after-catch receiver there is. Absolutely. So we throw him a screen. He, he's breaking tackles, I mean, over and over. You can watch his highlight film mm-hmm. over and over. Oh, yeah. It's, that's it's awesome. His highlight film was insane. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Having a guy like this at quarterback, how is that, man? Very nice. Yeah, Josue grew, and, and they laugh because I'm, I'm a quarterback coach, yeah. and I am not easy on we, our quarterback. We've definitely had some moments. <laughs> we, we've, had, we've had some times. Um, so he'll come off, and you better have an answer for me. If the ball's coming out of your hands, I want to know why you're throwing it where you're throwing it. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll drill him with questions and yeah. stuff. But he the the growth from his junior year to senior year and the way that he learned how to read defenses, how to understand. I mean, I, I put a lot on the quarterback. It's not just about going out and saying, oh, I know the coverage. He's got to understand our blitz pickup, checks in the run game, all that kind of stuff we put on him. So his growth – over the past couple of years has been incredible. He's got a great arm. People see that. I can't wait to see what he does at Texas Wesleyan. Absolutely. And let's talk about the third guy. You know, having this guy for a couple more years, that's pretty pretty big time, you know? This guy, and I, he is pound for pound, I think, one of the toughest hitters we've ever had. Yes. I've been here, I think, now, I think this was my 12th year as a head coach at FBA. But And we've had some hitters. We've had some good teams. Right. And this guy will lay you out, and he will lay out somebody that's, 
50 pounds bigger than him, but he gets after it. And it sometimes when we moved him back to safety, we put a lot of pressure on our safeties this year. And we told like, okay, we got a couple of you guys with some speed that can really put pressure on an offense right. the way that we're playing defense this year. But it put pressure on him and we used his speed, but it would cause teams to kind of throw the ball up and give their guy a chance. And that was a mistake with him. Cause I think in that one game, I'm not going to say which team, I don't want to call anybody out, right. but they had a big time player, division one caliber player that I think was done after going up, across, up running a seam and you kind of, separated his body from the ball so Amon can hit he can run he can catch but his biggest thing of his game I think is the way he hits people is that is that true yeah (laughs) (laughs) and he he might be quiet about it but he's not on the field absolutely uh let's talk about uh you know I just asked the question you know who are some guys that they wanted to think about that are on this team I know you of course have some dudes what are some guys on this team that you know aren't on this podcast but should definitely be mentioned yeah so some of the seniors we had Jaden Mitchell, who was the other safety back there, uh, Braxton Hill, um, Austin Cox, and Austin's going on to play at Southwest Baptist, and he's another, like, one of the surest tacklers we've had here. But we had some great senior leadership. Usually we've got four captains. Um, We had six. So we had those guys I just mentioned, and then Logan Flowers. And Logan's a guy that people joke with me because we spread it out. We'll go four or five wide all the time. And Logan, this was really because of Logan the first time we're actually using a tight end. And he changed our offense completely because he's a legit tight end that could block and cave things down, go up the seam. But he was a difference maker in our offense too. But anyway, we had – usually we have four captains for our senior class. But this year, because of the leaders, like they said, Josh Pope, but all these guys, we said we we can't just do four. And I have no problem choosing six guys that are going to be captains because – you can't pick one of them that's not going to be. Um, and all of them were leaders of the team. It really – we've had some good teams. We won state. We've been in the semis three or four other times. But this was one of the most fun groups to coach because of the leaders and because they just got along. This is a tough year to be coaching at all with COVID Absolutely. and everything yep. and getting on them, like put that mask on. And we were, we were very strict so that we couldn't cancel any games or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, but they – this group of leaders and this overall team was probably the best group that we could have dealt with a season like this with. Uh, you know, we'll go to you and then you can add on. Uh, talk about next year. Are you excited? Like, what, do you, what, what are your goals and projections for this team next year? Well, um, well, my main goal is to um, be better than Josh Little on offense, <laughs> which, which it, it, will, it will happen. It will happen? Yeah. But, um, and then I just also, like, I just want to step up, just uh, – just basically like lead the team, just be a junior leading the team. And, uh, uh, I'm most excited to play on uh, the the new turf field. Right. Yeah, I'm uh, excited for our new stadium, and I'm just ready to uh, just to see what next year brings. Yeah, y'all got some renovations coming on then, huh? We do, we do. We've got a lot going on. We've got a brand new track and turf that. field yeah. coming in. Yeah, we got a sample in here. Um, but it's going to be nice. It's supposed to be uh, the different infill. I know everybody, when they think about turf, I know my wife thinks about me coming home with those black rubber beads that stay in your shoes forever. This is like a cooling infill that's supposed to be like 30 degrees cooler. So in the 105 degree Texas heat, it's not going to be quite as hot. (laughs) Um, So it's it's some kind of organic infill so they don't have the rubber beads. But the company is Paragon. 
they're doing a great job. Um, the family uh, is Rick and Rachel Riggs that are donating to so that we can have this. We've got one of the nicest baseball softball facilities in the state, any classification, wow. public, private, and they are the reason for that. And then they came and That's said awesome. that they want to donate for this field. So a lot going on. We've got new playground coming in, new bleachers for the softball field coming in. So it's a good time oh, yeah. to be an FBA Saint. And we've got a good crew coming back too awesome that yeah. i mean that's exciting man uh that's really cool I'm, i guess i have to go stop by here i guess by two a day time maybe is, i'll that's see right, it in there ready to go. jose uh talk about yourself as a player if someone has watched your film how would you describe yourself um big arm yeah really i you know like what coach said i'm i'm happy about my arm you know and i'm just in my opinion i'm only getting stronger going into westland and right and uh, I think that's one thing. And one thing I did step up this year is my run game. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sacred Heart's a big example. So. Absolutely. All right. Uh, I think I have just one more question for y'all. And now it's not really a question. I guess it's a celebration. So, Josh Little, on behalf of the Texas Private School Podcast, we are awarding you your Offensive Player of the Year. Congratulations. Thanks. And you can sure. absolutely open it up on, uh, on the podcast. I guess we'll do this. Ugh. So... Ooh, that's nice. That looks pretty. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's going to be hard to see it. You can take it out of the box. I don't really care. But, uh, uh, so, so, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what do you, what do you think about that, man? That's pretty cool, right? This is going to go up on my wall. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I always say, like, you know, wherever you go, you're going to have a little bit of Texas in you, and you have a little uh, show where you were in high school, man. Um you know, we really looked at it. You know, two of the guys for Offensive Player of the Year were you and you. Yeah. So, I mean, y'all had a great offense this year, no yeah. doubt. Um, but we just had to give it to you, man. 1,000 yards receiving. Uh, no, 1,100. I'm going to be specific. And then the film just speaks for itself. Um, just talk about your year, man. You know, coming into football, like you said, you haven't really played a lot. Yeah. Just having to adjust. Just talk about that, man. Well, what Coach Rob always told me was it's um, when you're not the – what do you say? When you're not, when you haven't been the man, it's hard to be the man. Right. And, but I proved him wrong. <laughs> my first game, I was nervous, and I touched the ball three times, and I scored three times. After that, it was it was wraps. It's a movie for the rest of the season. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, man. That's really it for me. Uh, thank you all for coming by. Are you you want to say we we cannot do this podcast without giving a shout out to Sam Herrera. Oh yes. Sam, yeah. Sam's shout gonna out. hate you guys if you don't mention may, Sam may Herrera. I, may I coming back? Man, yeah, he, he'll be a my center, my <laughs> the man who's protecting me up front. Shout out to you. He's actually he's he's going. His his recruitment's blowing up a little bit. It Just, is. That's why he want, he wants his name. Shout out to podcast. you. Y'all check him out. He is a dog. Both sides of the ball. As a center myself, I really appreciate that. <laughs> uh, Sam Herrera, Jackson <laughs> Hill, Kai Nugent. Yes, Big and time Kai guys Nugent. coming back. Huge, there you go. Yes. Amazing running back. Awesome, man. Well, that's pretty much it for me. Thank y'all coming by. Thank uh, you. This is Dallas Thank First Baptist. Thank you, man. Welcome back to the Texas Private School Podcast. I walk a lot. I'm here with Coach Novikov, Christian Benson, and Jaden Jones. Congrats, y'all, on the state championship. I haven't, I've, Thank you. He's Thanks. the first person I ever talked to, but, uh, you know, I wanted to come back here, come see y'all for a bit. Uh, you know, your school wrapping up a little bit and in the school year on a state championship, you know, I, you can go and you can go after him. Just talk about that for a little bit. Uh, I think that was just like the perfect ending. I mean, we all had the goal in mind to win our last game. 
So I think just to cap it off with two back-to-back rings and two back-to-back years was really, was really special. Yeah. Um, I know for me to join a team like that with a winning mindset, um, that was that was fun. Um, and then playing the competition in this district, mm-hmm. uh, that was that was amazing for me. I mean, yeah, because we'll talk about you for a second. You know, you came from Pantigo, right? Mm-hmm. And you transferred over to your senior year. Talk about that having to change and the mm-hmm. a- atmosphere change. And then yeah, this year, I mean, you probably went against many, many mm-hmm. really great def- uh, offensive linemen this year. Talk about that competition you had to face pretty much every week. Right. So, I mean, the competition, that was that was the, the best part for me. So, it was real fun mm-hmm. uh, playing against dudes that are either my height or taller, my size or taller or yeah. bigger. Um, I know I, I looked forward to that. That was that was a big thing that I was trying to find right. when it came to um, schools because I know at SMU, I'll probably be playing dudes, what, 6'6", six, six, yeah, bigger than that. So. absolutely. Yeah, it was fun. So t- how was that uh, having to change atmospheres and all that? Was that good for you? You know, talk about that uh, experience having to change atmospheres. Yeah, that was that was a good thing because here we hold ourselves accountable mm-hmm. and it's not really a coach thing or we're not always goofing off in practice. Of course, we're going to have our fun, but right. at the end of the day, we, we're all with the same goal. We're all trying to get offers. We're all trying to go somewhere. So. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about you now. Uh, talk about your experience, you know, this past two years. And then, um, you know, you, you know, we were just mentioning a play at the very end of the state games because, you know, I was there and, you know, it was it was getting a little, you know, pretty much dominated the first three quarters. And then at the very end, it kind of got a little scary. And then, you know, you called game, basically. Paul Pierce, three, that type of thing. You called game. Talk about that. And, you know, how is that just all of that? You go first? Yeah. You can talk yeah, first. Yeah. I, I'll go first. So. We had just gotten two onside kicks recovered against us, and within about a span of, the score was thirty-five to seven with about yeah. three minutes left, That's and all of a sudden it's thirty-five to twenty-eight, which never happens. And there's yeah. two minutes and two seconds left, so like we're all looking around, going, "Uh oh!" So they kick the third onside kick. We luckily get it. We get the ball back, first and ten. We don't gain a yard. They call timeout. We come over. We're gonna run a power play, and he's over here, and we're all talking. You know, and the main thing I'm thinking is just get a first down. And then all of a sudden, you know, the story comes out that he told everybody he's going to score in the huddle from 50 or whatever yards out it was. And lo and behold, takes the ball, runs, scores, rest is history. I would have liked him to go gone down so we could just run the clock out and not have to go through that again. In my sense, I was like, is he going to go down? Oh, okay, never mind. He's just going to score then. Yeah. So talk about that, man. That's that's a pretty cool play to do. And talk about your motions through that. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. I remember when they started coming back, I was like, I was like, oh, we got time. You know, there's. They're down fourteen. They're down seven. And I was like, "Oh crap! Now we gotta, now we gotta do something." Right. And we get the ball back, and I know I'm going in. And coach, like, he pulled me aside, like, right before we walking out. He was like, "Just hold on to it. Just don't, don't worry about getting yards. Just hold on to it. And, like, waste time." And I was like, "Coach." And I just, I just said, "Coach." I'm pretty sure. And I turned and I walked away. And Preston was right beside me as we're walking in. And I was like, "I'm gonna just score." And he <laughs> laughed. And then we got in the huddle. And then it just kind of happened. And I was running to the end zone. I was too hype. I was like, no, nah, I'm scoring this. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah. Like, I was like, I called it. I had to do it. That's awesome. Yeah. It was just I was so high emotions. It was perfect for the moment, I guess. Oh, absolutely. You, you know, he did the same thing in baseball, like, a couple months later. He what had you, a walk-off grand slam. What'd you do? Oh, yeah. Um, you, oh, of course. Yeah, the bases were loaded. We were down, <laughs> what, 10 to 2 in the 7th. And we got it to um, 8 to t- 7 to 10. And I got up with two outs, bases loaded. And I remember before I walked on deck, I was like, I'm going to just win this right here. And right. I get up, second pitch, 
Grand Slam, game over. Ball game. On. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of my thing now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you have to continue that at Dartmouth. And let's talk about that. You know, you I believe you decommitted from somewhere else. I forgot yeah. exactly where. And then, you know, you finally found your home in Dartmouth. Talk about your recruiting process. Must have been a difficult one, especially during COVID, having not be able to really go on visits. Just talk about the whole process and ending up at your home now. Yeah, it was it was pretty weird. I mean, I couldn't go anywhere over COVID, so I had to just do a bunch of virtual visits. Right. And those don't always like do schools justice. So yeah, initially I convinced Lafayette, really great school. Yeah, it's, I still think it's a great school. Yeah, but uh, after we visited, we just kind of wanted to rethink it because I mean, like traveling started opening up again. Yeah, so we wanted to just kind of visit some other schools after the visit. Absolutely. So we talked to a couple of schools after I decommitted, and Dartmouth can, uh, was really pursuing me. Mm-hmm. And then we actually visited, and it was just a really great place. And while I was there, yeah. I decided to commit there. Awesome. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. That's uh, You know what you're studying there? Uh, econ or I'll Ooh. be an engineering major. Wow, that is, yeah, that is those are the hard. tough stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that I, I ain't doing that. I'm a business major, and yeah. you know, I, I, I'm doing accounting. I was like, I don't, know, I, I don't <laughs> I want to do that. So shout out to you, man. Uh, let's you. talk about you. You know, SMU, staying local. How how was that? Like, is that pretty cool staying local? And how is SMU for you? Yeah, so uh, that was my biggest thing was staying and staying close to home. Right. Uh, that's why I was committed to North Texas earlier. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it's what our something like maybe yeah, I, then right yeah, up the road. Yeah. Right. So and then SMU, they're thirty minutes away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always wanted to stay in Texas. Yep. Um. They got the Cox School of Business. They got the Jeremy Darlow over there. Yeah. So I mean, Darlow. Yeah. It was it was a great situation. You know, I I you know, just from like recruiting perspective, I think SMU is so like is right now is like the big thing. Mm-hmm. I like it you is. know, I think it's something that's really really cool mm-hmm. and um like I love how they're doing it. Like you know, if you're in Dallas, you stay in Dallas. Right. I, I love that. Right. Um, you know, samples is over there for sure. You mm-hmm. know, having those guys that are just good guys, and I really like that. So. I think that's a great fit for you, and mm-hmm. especially Preston, you know. Yeah. Having a quarterback from Dallas, that's going to be really, really cool. Right. Uh, one of the questions I always asked, you know, I asked him long ago was, um, uh, well, who's a guy on this team that, like, you know, doesn't really get the recognition he deserves? You know, he n- named a lot of guys, but I like to hear from the teammates as well. Who's a guy, and you can start this off and you can finish, that, you know, doesn't really get the recognition of the shine from a lot of those, you know, recruiting sides, but, you know, who should get their name out there if you just want to shout out someone? Uh. As a D lineman, I'd have to say uh, Aiden Chance. Yeah, he is he is a hard body. He is some good competition. Yeah, um, winning against him was like in one on ones. Mm-hmm. It was a battle. Oh, I bet. So. That's awesome. You have anything else? Uh, for me, I have a couple people, but like Joe Mahari mm-hmm. and Aiden Chance, like our offensive line, they don't always get much of shine. Uke, of course. Yeah. But on the defensive side, I think Keegan Addison. Yeah. It was yeah. he was like a lot of. Like I said, like uh, Jaden said, a lot of great competition on defense, right. As, especially coming in his freshman year. When I got here, sophomore year, he was even then like he was a guy in practice. I know like he was gonna make me better. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, looking at the future, uh, you can finish this off because you know you're gonna be here for the future. But yeah. Talk about your team for the next year. You know you have you're losing a couple guys, especially y'all and all of these. But talk about what do you think this team is gonna be like next year? You can start it off. Uh, I think I think they'll be fine. Um, I think they could be looking at another ring i mm-hmm. mean i i think they'll be straight yeah yeah what about you uh, i think they'll be good i think like especially for us like we've had a culture building right. since probably my sophomore year yeah so i think like especially that they're going to continue that culture on that winning culture 
I mm-hmm. think they'll be fine. Awesome. And let's talk about you now. Cause yeah. You're, uh, you're now going to actually be here. Yeah, know? I'm the one that actually has to put the work in. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see because these guys set a really good culture for the last four years, and it's kind of a crossroads right now. I think the culture's in place to where, you know, they know how to win now. They expect to win, so that's always helpful. But, um, you know, it'll be interesting. It'll be the first time we've had a new quarterback in four years. That's, so. that's the big question coming out of here, isn't yeah. it? Who's going to take over the reins? That's a big question, but I think everybody will be – Will not happy with <laughs> happy with what we put out there, and uh, you know I expect us to compete, and I expect us to win every year. I mean, I don't. I think you're doing yourself, you're selling yourself short if you say anything other than you expect to go win. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'll say Austin isn't here, but you know he was our offensive lineman of the year. Let's talk from a D lineman perspective. Mm-hmm. The kid kind of blew up this year. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And rightfully so. Right. Just talk about you know because you got to go against him probably every day in mm-hmm. practice type of thing. Yeah. Uh, talk about like his growth and having to go from Holy Cross to now to Stanford. Uh, mm-hmm. Just talk about that for him. Uh, I think I think it was well deserved for for sure because um, when we first started doing one on ones, um, I went against him. I'll never forget. I beat him every rep, um, <laughs> and it was like it was pretty bad. Like uh, he's not gonna like that you said that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he, he knows. He, he knows may it. dispute that. <laughs> <laughs> he knows it was true. He knows it's true. But then. We get in uh, to the real season. We got pads on and stuff. Um, I don't know if he started going to a trainer or what, but right. he stepped it up, and he was not letting my little slick moves get by him. So I had to start putting my hands on him and stuff, and then it was a real battle in practice. So. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Just like you know, you had to go against some of the best of the best in taps, mm-hmm. he had to go on the opposite side having right. to face so many good D linemen, especially right. here at Parrish. You know, mm-hmm. Y'all probably got him ready for the rest of the right. season, honestly, but, yeah. you know. Uh yeah, I I was I was really really impressed and you know shout out to him as an O lineman back in the day that was really really cool to see how mm-hmm. much he grew. Uh but yeah, okay let's do this now. All right, we're gonna do these. So congratulations on the behalf of the Texas Private School Podcast. Here Thank are your you. awards. Uh oh, we're all good. Austin, Rip, Coach Novikov. Here awesome. is yours. Thank you. So one second, let's open them up all together and all right. Coach. So. Uh, they're going to be really cool. Just open them up. Given a little bit of Texas for each of y'all to stay. You're going to stay home, but when you go up there, you're going to have a little bit of Texas. So, yeah, open them up. Awesome. Thank you. So, the letter on top you don't have to look at right now, but let's look underneath it. All right. Hold on. Y'all quit playing with the podcast. Oh, yeah. That's very cool. Y'all quit playing right with the podcast. Yes, sir. I like it. You want to show them? Yeah, show them. Show them the way. Yeah. yeah oh, so got some weight to it. Too. Yeah, no, it got some. So you know, custom made all for y'all. And then on the back underneath it is a sheet of red paper. So if you want to change out the uh, blue for you know panther red or whatever, oh, you can okay. do that. So that's awesome. That's clean. Yeah. yeah thanks so much, man. That's great. Appreciate it. Yeah. That's one of the coolest awards I've seen. Yeah, for real. Yeah, that's tough. Thought it'd be yeah. something that you know can go for y'all in your dorm room. You can go hang yeah. it on your wall, oh, representing yeah. a little bit of Texas. And oh show, yeah. I mean, you like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, t- yeah, talk about that. You know, going from Texas to, I forget, where even is Dartmouth now? <laughs> like, New Hampshire. Like New, New Hampshire. Hampshire. Yeah. New Hampshire. Yeah, so, yeah, you really going away from Texas. Yeah, you I ready for that drive? And Not enough drive, flight. I got to get ready for the cold, honestly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's going to be that's, that's going to be a big time change. Yeah, I got to get some jackets and some warm clothes because I wear shorts all year round, so. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, what about you, man? What about, do you think that's pretty cool? That's, it's hard. Yeah, it's that's hard? hard. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Um, that's really it. Do you have anything else you want to say? Any, anyone you want to shout out? Anything like that? No? 
No other than we appreciate you coming yeah, appreciate out. Appreciate you coming awesome. with us. Yeah, a little short, little short little thing. So yeah, man. I right, appreciate it. y'all. Take care. All right. All right, see y'all. And thank you very much to Dallas First Baptist and Parish Episcopal for those interviews. Two very quality schools in Metroplex, and we were very happy to come and interview you about your program. But before we sign off, we actually have two more questions for next time that you want that we want you to answer. We'll put these out on Twitter and Instagram as well, since we had so much fun engaging with y'all and getting to answer your questions. But the questions are going to be, what is the best football game that's ever been played in TAPS? And what is the best basketball game? I already have one in my head for football, so I know y'all will be able to come up with a bunch. I think this is actually going to be really exciting, and I'm really excited to talk about it the next time we record. And this actually is something we'll probably continue to do because this is, at least for me, this is one of my favorite episodes I've recorded. Just getting right. to talk about all this. It flowed really, really well. But I'm very excited to talk about that in the next episode. However, that is actually all we have to talk about. So, as always, I have been one-third of your hosting crew, Wes Tolleson. Walker Lott and Ryan Schroeder have brilliantly been themselves, and we will see you in the next episode. Peace.